Hello, this is the Rockaroo. Left uh, left last week's episode with a little bit of a teaser. Yes, I uh, like that. So, what uh, which what do you want to go into first? Simulated games or uh, what you would do if you could restructure the playoffs? Well, since you dropped the teaser on us last week, I'll let you decide. Okay. Well, let's go into. Simulated games, then. All right, I like it. Make them make the people wait just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Yeah. So, just a quick rundown. There might be a lot of people that don't know what the hell we're talking about when we say simulated games. If you missed last episode, um, we 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 talked about it, and what it is is since there's no baseball. We figured, why not run a, run a little simulation? And you ask, well, what the hell does that mean? Well, you get some six-sided die, an eight-sided die, a four-sided die, and you roll it out. You roll it out. Uh, quite simple, with some caveats. I'm not going to go into the full details of the game. Kind of did that last episode, and it didn't make the cut. Did not make the cut for good reason. Um, but essentially you roll a die, you roll a die and it, that decides how the game is played. And then you score the game on your game changer app. Or if you want to go old school, we've been doing the game changer app. And essentially what it is, is a Rockies Padres with the rosters, with the lineups. We're talking David Dahl, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, and we're rolling it out. And we're getting stats, and we're getting wins and losses, and uh, and it's just a little something to, I guess, keep the baseball mind occupied here in this um, baseballless spring. All right, I love it. So you ran uh, the first series, or it's not over yet because the last game of that series is today, I guess, right? Correct. So you ran the first two games so far and uh the Rockies are what one and one I guess right two and one as a, a, a as a matter of fact two and one okay two and so one. you did you did finalize the well the game here here's the deal man even in the simulated season uh the four game series sneaks up on you so it's a four gamer <laughs> That's right. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we've got three played with one one left to go. Gotcha. So the Rockies took the first first game, lost the second, won the third, and then the fourth game is to be posted. That's right. And I'll tell okay. you I'll tell you what, the, the the first game was quite dramatic. Quite dramatic. It did go into extras. Um and just in case, uh, again, if you're new, go ahead and uh, mosey on over to therockaroo.com, and there's some links there that will uh, take you to. You're not gonna. Here's here's the issue. Let's. Uh, when I first uh, had this idea, I thought that anyone would be able to see the box score and uh, all that all that good stuff. Not it. It wasn't so easy. You kind of the sad thing to to see the full box scores. You do have to subscribe, um, but you can for free. You can get kind of the basic. They call it game highlights, and it'll just give you some game highlights. It'll give you the final score and as well. Um, but I do I do have some a little something up my sleeve for future games. 
It's not uh, finished yet, but do stay tuned for that for a little more in depth on these simulations. But okay, um, cool. Yeah, but so yeah, that that opening day was quite dramatic. Uh, you know, Marquez started for the Rockies. Rockies got on the board early, the first inning with three three runs. Um, they got a, a fourth run in the second, then San Diego scored three in the second, then the Rockies came back with uh, one in each the fourth and the fifth, making it six to three. Things were looking good, and then Herman just kind of fell apart in the bottom of the six, gave up four. Um, San Diego took the lead, but then we go to the ninth, and Sam Hilliard comes up with two outs, if if I'm not mistaken, and hits a little soft little single up the middle to tie the game. Ooh, yeah. And then uh, let's see here. Let me. I got it in front of me. I think uh, who pitched in that the the bottom of the ninth. There's a Kinley. Was it Kinley? It 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 was. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Kinley had a great game. He pitched both the eighth and the ninth. Only gave up one hit. Had two Ks. One walk. So they kept it, and then in the tenth, pinch hitter. Snowman Josh Fuentes goes yard. Woo-hoo. Goes yard in the 10th to give the Rockies a, a one-run lead. And uh, Davis came in the bottom of the inning and, and closed her on out. And um, you can't make this stuff up. You just can't. Yeah. I, I know uh, maybe a lot of people might think that uh, we are making this up, but it was all the roll of the dice. There's rules. Damn. There's rules in place, which I did not post the rules because they're not quite finished. Hopefully, I can get those up sometime. But um, it was it was uh, it was very exciting, quite honestly. That is uh, that is great. So was it um, who ended up closing when Davis closed it out? Was it a shutdown, a one two three year, or was it? Let's see. Was here. it a nails nail biter like he normally has? I think he gave up a double. Let okay. Me, let me see here. Davis comes in. Uh, Hedges flies out. Pro far, yeah. Freaking pro. See, the problem with that game was the bottom of San Diego's lineup was on fire. Uh, Machado and Hosmer didn't do much, but uh, yeah, pro far doubled in the ninth with one out. Um, but then he got Franchi, Franchi Cordero to ground out, and then Trent Grisham grounded out to to finish her off. So it was a little nail biter there. Well, shoot. But there you go. I mean, it, uh, Rockies end up winning eight to seven. Was that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So eight to seven, they had 15 hits, no errors. That's cool. Uh, only 12 hits for the Padres. Um, but yeah, looked, uh, it's, it was, uh, they were dominating there until the six and then, mm-hmm. And then they had to make a make a comeback in classic Rockies fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, what? That was the twenty sixth. So then the twenty seventh, they they took a loss. That one also had some fireworks and and uh, just turned out on the negative side for the the Rockies. It looks like they were. For the most part, trailing all game until the eighth, mm-hmm. when they made a little uh, little comeback and tied it up, right? Yeah, On top of the eighth, pinch hit, two run home run by the one and only Jonathan Daza. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Who saw that coming? That's what I'm saying. I know, right? Gee. So yeah, to tie it, and then you know, of course, Jake McGee comes in the bottom of the eighth and gives up two. Oh man! Even in the game of ch- even in the game of chance, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! In, oh, in retrospect, man right. uh, should have probably gone with with Estevez there in the eighth. Looking back on it, looking back on it, 
So also, the was not good for the Rockies in the field in that game. Three errors. Very sloppy. Ouch. Yeah. Was it all the, uh, in the outfield? Because Rockies outfield, we all know, sucks. And the infield is like massively awesome. Yeah. So it's they, they've probably got one of the biggest uh, discrepancies defensively from the infield to the outfield. They probably rank like in the top five on the infield defensively and they're in the bottom five in the, in the outfield. So, yeah, uh, you make a great point there. Uh, I, I know doll had an air. Oh yeah. And then, then our board. Oh, doll had two airs in the outfield. Oof. Both fly balls just dropped them. Must've been windy out there. Oh, it must. Yeah. Hard to read them. Sun. <laughs> maybe the sun was in his yeah. eyes. Well, I mean, it was an eight ten start, but, um, yeah, but yeah, t- two on David and one on, on Daniel. And then Saturday's game, both teams had issues. That must've been the windy game. Cause I think what, what were there seven total? Yeah. F- two by the Rockies and four by the, the Padres. Yeah. Padres had a real, real sloppy game. I think, uh, that probably is what did them in. Yeah, the Rockies still, I mean, they hit, though. They scored run, uh, 10 runs on 16 hits, so they pretty much kind of just ran away with that one, huh? Yeah, I Tacked think... Tacked on three in the ninth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks, you know, it, it was looking like it was probably going to be a uh, a 7-6 to six game there, but yeah, they, they, they put it on them, a little exclamation point there in the ninth. Nice. Well, it sounds like... Uh... It's going to be a season of unsung heroes from the start of the uh, from the first series here. We got Fuentes coming through, Jonathan Daza, um, Hilliard. So, oh, Hilliard, yeah, shoot. So there, there we go. We got. Uh, but I will say, might be that kind of season. Yeah, I will say though, Nolan has really started well, which is what we need from a Rockies yeah. perspective. Uh, that's good. Let me put all that breedish junk behind him and leave it, leave it in the clubhouse and don't take it to the field. Yeah. Hey, do you want to guess what, uh, Fuentes OPS is? And I'll, t- uh, and I'll tell you this. He's had two at bats, two at bats. And one was a home run. Uh, and so the other one was probably like a, a double or something. So I'm going to say his uh, OPS is 1.472. 3.5. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Which is that. So what was his other at bat? A homer? Yeah. Two at bats, two homers? No, no. A, a homer and a double. Oh, okay. oh, no. Wait, just a darn minute. A homer and a single. Huh. So that's a thousand average, a thousand on base slugging is 2.5 right yeah okay yep yeah yeah so daza's is a his ops is 2.5 with two at bats and then nolan with 16 at bats he's coming in at a cool 2.167 damn yeah so nolan has, has really you know he's led the way i would say he's led the way well maybe breedich was right the players just need to step up well, yeah. And if they do, then we're going to have a good season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the offense, I don't think there's anything uh, in the offense that we don't like, quite honestly. Even even our boy Danny Murph, um, he's, he's drawn a lot of walks. Well, I say a lot. Let me see here. Three. Three and 15 at bat. So, eh, you know, you like he's, he's, he's currently hitting in the five hole, I think. Um, that might change. Dahl is kind of scuffling here at the beginning. He's got five Ks, which is not good for a leadoff guy. Uh, might need to re rejigger that. But um, yeah, the offense is solid. They need to clean it up in the field and not get the problem is the big innings, right? It's the uh, and I think a lot of I think the in what in uh, Saturday's game. There were two outs and Dahl committed an error, and after that, I think like three runs scored. So they need to keep keep their heads on straight, 
even if something doesn't go their their way, they can't let it snowball on them. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, hopefully when the season really does get going, they can get some stuff figured out and we see, see the pitching kind of step up specifically the bullpen, but also the starting pitching to some extent. But, uh, you kind of like, you still kind of like the starting pitching rotation, uh, and you just don't like the bullpen because, you know, it's done nothing but uh, suck. So Yeah, untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah. So, well, shoot. I will say, I, I'll say this. MLB, and we didn't talk about this in the last, I guess, last episode, uh, they did come up with some kind of innovative, I guess, some innovative ways to get some baseball on, on TV and and get some stuff figured out. Everyone uh, can go watch any game they want from 2017 or 2018 or 2019. Uh, MLB TV, that's free. So just go create yourself a login, go in there and watch whatever game you, you want to watch. Um, Ooh, can you get so that's that, cool. Can you get that on the app? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So that's just that's out there for you. All you have to do is go go do it if you want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, if you know which game, the problem is if you you got to know the date that the game was to you know go find it and watch it. Uh, that's but you can look that up pretty easily uh, with today's Google machine is pretty uh pretty reliable when it comes to that. But yeah, so they've got that, and then they added a bunch of classic games on YouTube. If you want to search those classics, you can watch watch those, and that's kind of cool. I was searching for those games on YouTube, and I found a bunch of 2020 simulated games using MLB The Show. Uh, so I didn't watch them, because in my mind, I'm like, that sounds seems kind of boring, but they're, they're there. So if you... There's people out there posting... Uh, Simulated games. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not uh, drive traffic away from the Rockaroo now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's are I mean, that's the unrealistic MLB the show. Ours is the realistic, uh, you know, Yeah, no, com- dice. no computers in this one. Right. No computers. No, like, nothing other than just no straight AI, up. AI. No algorithms. Yeah. yeah. So, that that's... But it is out there. I thought... Uh, Am I, I don't, I've never watched that stuff. I can't imagine enjoying watching a video game play. So, uh, you know, what's I didn't watch it. You know, what's funny about that though. I don't know about sports games, but I mean, people make careers out of, <laughs> out of that playing, playing yeah. video games and posting it on YouTube and getting followers and viewers. And it's just, it's becoming a, a very, especially the younger generation, a very spectator sport, or maybe sport, obviously not not the right uh, word there. <laughs> a spectator activity, and just another thing that baseball and other major sports have to compete with. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard that it seems weird, but uh, hey, uh, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it, I guess, and that's that. But I did end up finding the classic game. So the Rockies. Do you know which games that the Rockies? Uh, Put, that the MLB put out for the Rockies is classics. I don't. You want to take any guesses or how many? Uh, sure, why not? I mean, okay. we always talk about game one sixty two. Ex- yeah, idiot one sixty three in two thousand seven. I guess the Rockies have two two games out so of that game. But yeah, they do. That game is out there on uh, on YouTube if you want to go watch it. But that's not one that the that MLB officially lists as oh, okay. one of the classics. But it's funny to go back and watch that game, which was only uh, in 2007. I would recommend it because it's a great game. And I actually ended up uh, watching a a bit of that game this weekend. But go back, pull up the footage, watch it. It's it's amazing, the strides in in, uh, quality of broadcasting that we've made since 2007. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that's not one that's listed from MLB. And I think that's probably because of the, that television quality. I don't know. 
Maybe not, but that's not one of them. Oh, so is there, it's, is it just, oh, did you say it's just from 2018 and 2019? No, the uh, 2018, 2019, you can watch any game that was played in either of those seasons. All you have to do is log in and go watch them, go pick them. These ones are specifically called deemed like the classic games. So they're not, it's across the board for all teams and they go all the way back to like 98, 94. Some of them are old, old. Oh. Uh, not for the Rockies, though. Uh, if you want a hint, they're all pre... Let's see. They're all 2010 or newer. Oh, and how many are there? Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so Ubaldo's no hitter. Yep. I am kind of cheating with this next one because it was brought up on a separate thing. The uh, Nolan's father Father's Day game with the walk-off yes. cycle. And that's legit. Oh, no, that totally. classically awesome game. But I don't know yeah. if I would have come up with that on my own, maybe. Oh. And then since we're thinking about Carlos's uh, walk-off cycle game against the Cubs? Nope. <sighs> okay. Uh that twenty-two inning game in San Diego. <laughs> nope, that's not on there either. The what was that game where Dante hit the walk off? That fourteen inning game was oh, that like yeah, the Coors dude. Field opener? Something like that. I, was it Coors Field opener? It was definitely. I feel like that was in '95. So that was like a pl- like a game during the playoff run, but maybe not. Oh yeah, you said just since 2010. Uh, yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, Dante was a coach in 2010, wow. maybe. Three more, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm good. You just hit us with them. Okay. So uh, one is labeled Arenado says hello, June 7th of 2013. A uh, little more after a month of being in the big leagues. Nolan Arenado delivers his first career walk-off homer to win a wild one. So, okay, uh, that's his first. Well, I don't know if you remember that one or not, but that was San Diego. So that that was interesting, I thought. Mm. And um, let's see. Then the other one was story begins or a story begins. Uh. This one is classically great. So obviously he hits. What was it? Two. Or three home runs against Grinky. Two, I think it was two, but he he basically just... Or was it more than that? He hit like five in the first series, yeah. right? Was that what it was? Yeah. But he hits... I think he hit two against Grinky. Um, but it was that game, so that was in 16. So Story's rookie year. Uh, very first home open. The home opener of his uh, rookie year. And then this one was actually pretty interesting and it's one I'm going to go back and watch, but a gem for Gray. John Gray authors perhaps the most dominant pitching performance in Coors Field history, striking out a ballpark record 16 and walking none in a shutout of the Padres. I do re- remember that. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Suck so. on that, Nomo. Hey, hey, yeah, what do you think? But yeah, so I wouldn't mind uh, going back and watching that one. But I ended up watching quite a bit of baseball this weekend, uh, even though there was none on, uh, none actually, no live games, no new games. But ESPN was running on Saturday, ran like some classic pitching games, and they showed the the twenty strikeout game from Roger Clemens, the twenty strikeout game from Kerry Wood, which is still. We talk about this one a lot. It's still the highest game score from a pitcher, uh, that Kerry Wood game. And then they showed the, uh, it was a high strikeout. I don't think it was 20. Maybe it was 20 strikeout and no hitter from uh, Randy Johnson when he played for the Diamondbacks. So I watched all three of those games, and it was actually pretty pretty entertaining. The, The real funny part is, when I'm watching the game, the Roger Clemens game was from 1986. And I'm watching the game, and I'm looking into the crowd, and the difference in the attire that a crowd wears to the game 
And he's like shocking. It actually shocked me because there was no one like no one in the crowd that was wearing Boston Red Sox stuff. Nobody. There's like a bunch of dudes wearing suits. This one guy had like a, a light blue sweater vest on and like nobody was wearing uh was was wearing like baseball attire it was super odd was it when really odd was it when clemens was with toronto no no it was he was a red sock oh and was it at fenway yeah oh wow but it was just like i think that is the uh the change in like the consumerism of our our society, you know, and also in the eighties, if you think about like in 86, uh, the economy wasn't nearly as strong, but not that that has anything to do with it, but I feel like the, the style of wearing the sports gear really kind of picked up more so in the late nineties and into the, into the two thousands, because when I was watching the Randy Johnson, no hitter, they had the guys like holding up the K's or no, was it? No, it wasn't. It was the Kerry Wood no-hitter. They had the guys holding up the Ks. Uh, you know how the crowd like holds up the, the Ks every time yeah. they get one. And the group that was doing it, three of them were wearing basketball jerseys. <laughs> and out of those, two of them were Phoenix Suns jerseys. And one was like some other jersey. And I was like, it's so it was so like just weird. Like you'd never see that in today's crowd. They'd they'd be wearing the team gear or like at least the team color. But that was the thing. These these fans weren't even wearing the team's colors. They were just there, you know. But they also were way into the game. It was just very interesting to see. Huh. I wonder they you could maybe you should uh maybe you should uh start a class at the local university, the study of the fan, the evolution of the <laughs> fan. That actually would be like that sounds like a legit class that people would pay money for. <laughs> yeah. It it certainly does, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was odd. It was very odd. But and seeing those old uh, Houston Astros jerseys, remember when they had the uh, like the open ended star that was gold, and they were they were navy blue, and yeah, and they had that gold star. Mm-hmm. And like watching Kerry Wood mow those guys down, I was like, oh man, it's so so it looks so different. But that's the way the the game goes. So was that his rookie? Was that ninety seven? Was that his rookie year? Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna pretend to know what the answer is there. I think it was his rookie year, but it may have been like his second year, and I don't know what year it actually was. Um, I just got done watching that game, but uh, wasn't paying attention to the time. So you watched the year all three of those games from start to finish. No, I, I didn't watch them start to finish. Okay. But they also sped it up, you know. Um, I watched the end of the Roger Clemens one. So I watched like the eighth inning, or I guess it was the sixth inning on. And then I watched the beginning of the Carrie Wood one until, uh, well, no, I, I watched most of the Carrie Wood one. I didn't watch the last three innings. But I was, you know, doing other stuff while I was watching. But, uh it was the most ESPN I've watched probably combined in the last three years is probably the <laughs> same amount of ESPN. Oh I've watched. man, <laughs> they got you. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch the, and I didn't watch the full Randy Johnson no hitter. I, I watched the the first four innings of that. All right. Well, let's get back to the task at hand. We have yes, Ubaldo's no hitter. We have Nolan's mm-hmm. Father's Day walk-off. We have the other one that you mentioned that I can't remember. <laughs> Arenado says hello. Arenado says hello. Story is indoctrinated or indoctrinates Granky. <laughs> a story begins. A story begins. Yeah. And then did we say the fifth one? Did you say the fifth one? Uh John Gray's sixteen oh, strikeouts. Okay, so we did. Yeah. Okay, I'm sitting. We got them all. I'm sitting yep. here thinking we had unfinished business and we didn't. So that's my nope. bad. Yeah, but you can go on to MLB.com and you can look at each team and which classic games uh, they're they're playing. So if you have, if you're interested at all in any of them, uh, we could go over any other team if you wanted. But I pretty much was just planning on telling you what the Rockies had out there. 
yeah, I, I mean, it's, they do a good job of, of, for me, I don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to want to watch a sporting event that's already happened because for me, yeah. a lot of, a lot of the excitement of the sporting event is not knowing what's going to happen. Um, so I don't even like, uh, even like the Nolan to sit there and watch the whole game. I don't know. Um, I think the only full game I would go back and actually watch all the game is the, the 97 Super Bowl. or, I mean, it, it occurred in 98, but right, that's yeah. the 97, 98 Super Bowl, Denver Broncos, and then maybe Super Bowl 50. Maybe, but um, no, I guess I probably would watch Super Bowl 50. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, and okay, I, I, I misspoke. And 2007 wild card playing game, Rockies Padres. I would, I yeah. would probably watch that one uh, from start to finish. Well, you should test it out. Good. The nice thing about it is you can fast forward through the commercials and fast forward through the stuff you know that you don't really want to watch, you know? so Yeah, that would be nice. Um, no commercials for sure. Yeah, but it's uh, it's interesting for for the most part. Uh, you could, like, decide to pick, like, a different team, you know? Like, if you if you really wanted to kind of trick yourself into liking baseball that you have no idea what the outcome of the games are. Just go watch some. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I, you know, I remember middle of the, sorry, I was just going to say like a middle of the season game for in 2018 for the Orioles and. Oh, just total blue Jays or something. Total random. Yeah. yeah. yeah hey, yeah. that's a good idea. Like you just go randomize it and then just pick a team that you kind of you know, are at least interested in for some reason and just watch it. You'll have no idea what happens, you know? Yeah, I think that's a great idea, actually. If you, you know, if you got that itch, after, of course, you check out the Rockaroo, you know, the yeah. and the Rockies um, simulated games. Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, I do want to exactly. uh, change topics a little bit, but it, it sparked, it got sparked by um, you bringing up the Orioles and... I'd just like to take us real quick through Pat Vileka. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Patty V? Yeah. So yeah. he was um, released by the Rockies this offseason, the first offseason. I guess we're yep. we're currently in the second offseason. So the first offseason released by the Rockies. The Baltimore Orioles claimed him off waivers. So I guess the Rockies didn't release him. I misspoke yet again this episode. Um I probably misspeak in a lot of episodes. I just don't realize it. This episode, I am realizing it. Anyway, the Ro- he was he was claimed <laughs> off waivers by the Orioles this off season, first off season, and then the Orioles picked someone else up, so they had to put Vileka on waivers. They did, and then the Diamondbacks claimed him off waivers, and then the Diamondbacks traded for Starling Marte. So they put Vileka back on the waiver wire and the Orioles picked him up again. <laughs> what a wild what a wild offseason for old Patty. That that must have been crazy for him. Um Yeah, so what's uh what's gonna happen with him? Is he gonna stick? I don't like I don't know. I think if <sighs> a lot of people rip on him a lot, but who? I don't know. I don't know if I should say. I don't know if people actually rip on him. But, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I think. Listen, I know that in that first year he actually was very entertaining, and then two years later, it's like it's hard to continue to defend him. I still really like the guy, but well, I think his thing is just you know it's playing time. I think if the yeah whatever team he ends up with, obviously this season is is just different, but if he gets a real chance, I think he could do very well. Um, I, an everyday starter. I think so. I mean, he's versatile. He could play third, second, uh, probably. I mean, he came up as a shortstop. He could probably handle that as well. I think if he can get a chance, I think he could be a very solid, solid player in the, in major league baseball. I think just with the Rockies, the problem was they're just stockpiled, with their middle infielders and you know, you're not going to pick him over Rogers or Hampson or 
story, um, or who else do they have, you know, McMahon, it's another one. So those are all like high, high round guys and high, um, high ceiling guys that haven't, uh, haven't necessarily reached their ceiling yet, just yet speaking, I guess, specifically of Rogers. Um, right. Well, Ian Hampson and McMahon also. Not saying they're not going to. I'm just saying they have not yet. Yet. But, yeah. and again, that also goes to playing time. It's tough. Especially with the Rockies when they're unwilling to trade their trade their guys. You know, if you're a, in their farm system, it's almost kind of sucky. You know, because you could end up eating most of your career if you you know if you're decent and they just never give you a chance to move on somewhere yeah so i would like to see them continue to or not continue to to start trying to move those those guys that are blocked at positions for pitching right like if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at least you you got a guy you got someone that's contributing versus Someone that's not basically right. That's the big thing. Yeah, or convert them to pitchers. That happens all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Or catchers, or you know, whatever. Well, hey, so. Tony was, but the, the difference with Tony was he wasn't a a draft. He, the Rockies didn't draft him or sign him out of whatever. He came from a different organization, and then they converted him. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, should we? All right. Well, let, yeah. Should we get into the? Do it. Is the wait over, folks? The wait is the over. It's over. Let's let's hear our opinions of how we would revamp the playoffs. So, I'll just start, and then uh, we'll go from there. So, when I was sitting and thinking about it, I was like, well, I could go super extreme, like a full overhaul, not just of the playoffs, but of the divisions and everything and eliminate divisions. And then just the top eight teams get in uh, regardless of where they're located at and uh, definitely increase the, I guess the the main thing I want to get rid of is the one, the one game wild card like that needs to go. And even if that's a three game series or whatever. So that's why I started with like, hey, let's just uh, revamp all of it. Stop worrying about divisions and top eight teams get in or top six teams get in. And then you do a three game uh, first series and then you're five and then seven and seven and just see where everything goes. So everyone's competing against everyone else. And then you uh, disperse the season out where the where everyone plays every team basically the same amount of times. So then it's, it's all just nice and even. Then I was like, that's pretty extreme. And also by doing that, you kind of get rid of the classic rivalries that we all love, you know, like love to hate the Dodgers, love to hate the Diamondbacks. I love that. And like, I don't want to have to pick different teams to hate. Like I like the teams I hate. The, the Braves, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers. You know, I love to hate those teams. So I don't want to add more teams. Hey, that's just a lot of effort, right? So then I was like, really, all I really want is that first wild card series to be a three game series. So everyone can hold and do a three game series with that wild card. And then everything else would be the same, right? But you just add those two additional games. You'd have them all at home for the team that is the top, uh, the team that's above the other one as far as record is concerned. But with all of this, all of the way we currently have it, you still have the chance that you have that game 163 in the regular season to determine who the division winners are. And I kind of don't like that game. I mean, I get it that it's super exciting uh, and it does get some good, good rankings, So I was thinking how, like, what would be kind of something in between? And I did come up with something. So this is uh, still kind of extreme, but not so extreme that you're getting rid of your divisions. 
So here's what I came up with. Every playoff team will be a division winner. There will be no wildcard teams. Wildcard teams are done. However, to win the division, playoffs will start and the top two teams of each division play a three-game series to determine who the winner of that division is. And that'll be the start of your playoffs. So as long as you finish one or two in the division, then you'll make the playoffs. So that'll continue to have your division rivalries set, and it would probably even ignite that even more. And you'll have that super exciting, you know, end of the season uh, playoffs with the top two teams out of everyone's division. And then whoever wins that series, that three-game series, which will be held all at home from the number one place seeded team in the division, those teams will move on. Of course, you have you'd have to have a uh, bye week for the t- for one of the teams because you'd have three teams moving on. So I just said the top team would would have a bye in that first round or the second round of playoffs, and wait for the next two teams to battle out a five game series. Then you'd have a seven game series for the championship. Winner goes to the World Series, and so on. That would be the same. I think that uh, the reason I came up with that is because I didn't want to eliminate divisions, but I did want to eliminate that that play-in game that could potentially happen. And in this situation, you would never have that because you just got to finish, you know, one or two in the division, and then you have your standard tie breaks. Uh, maybe there's a situation where the second place team and third place team tie. I guess that could happen, um, and then you would still have that game. Uh, that would get tricky. I don't. I guess that is still a possibility. So at that point in time, you'd have to have to find a way to uh, schedule, make the schedule where that's not a possibility, right? And then have tie breaks where it's not a possibility to have that that tied option for the second and third place team. And I think you could do that through scheduling and making sure that the division records couldn't end up in a tie, you know, and then you have, uh, or the out of division records couldn't end up in a tie or whatever, whatever it worked out to be. I think that that's the, the way that you would solve the second and third place team, but that would add some additional excitement. Uh, but, but it would also really, really tighten up the in-division rivalry. Like, it would it would be enjoyable. So that's what I came up with. I like that last bit about having the, the, the top two teams in each division playing a, a short three-game series all at one location. Because uh, I also, I'm not a huge fan of the wild card. Um... I think I think it'd be better almost to if you do want to keep divisions to I don't know it, it obviously it'd be nice if you had cuz what where are we we're we're at 6 divisions so 3 3 per league Yeah okay and there's 5 teams per division Yeah I think one like I think like the NL Central has one extra team, right? Is that right? No, because that's when that was the uh, the Astros were. It was before the Astros went to the American League West. That's right. That's right. So, you know, why not just re? If you want to keep divisional play, I would say just add four divisions per league with four teams. Does that math work? Yeah, so you take one team out of each division and create a fourth division. Yeah, I think okay. if, if operating under the the guise of hey, we want to keep our divisions or keep division right. play, so I'd right. rather do that. Then you can each division can have their one one and their two play each other. That's your idea, which I like a lot. And then you wouldn't have to mess with any of this buy stuff because then you would have. A division series and then you'd a have, championship yeah, series. Yeah, you'd have for four everyone. you'd have four teams per league, eight teams total. So I like I like that. Yeah. I like that. But my I also agree with the first part of what you all said. Not you all. 
how many of how many of <laughs> how many of you did did you come up with this? You and you and well, the there, dogs. There's me and then my alter ego. Yeah. So me and then yeah. So I like just re reconfiguring the whole thing. As in eliminate divisions. Okay. Go to a basketball hockey style, even though they they have divisions and leagues, conferences, I guess they call them. And they do that for travel and scheduling though, right? I don't know. I don't know why they do that. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're at a point where travel, well, not specifically right now, travel's kind of an issue, but... under quote unquote normal circumstances. I think travel is not a huge issue for these multi-million dollar organizations. Um, So I like, you have 30 teams. Okay. Each team plays one another four times. Twice at their place, twice at your place. So everybody plays everybody. Yeah. Home and yeah. away. So that equates to 116 games. And then you go with your top eight teams by record. If there's ties, um, we can get into that, or I'll get into that here in a bit. But your top eight teams, you seed them out. There's no league. It's not this league versus that league. Just your top eight teams. You bracket it out, you know, Top record to worst record. We all know how brackets and seeding works. Um, and if you don't, I, I appreciate you listening to the Rockaroo for your only sports uh, activity in your life. But <laughs> <laughs> you bracket it out, and then you can do. You can either do that first round five game series, or you can go full seven. Uh, full seven might be a lot, but if you go five. Then that would give you a max of 26 playoff games, which is roughly a month. So I like that for the purpose that everyone plays everyone. I like it. You could also start the season later and end it earlier because I don't believe baseball should be played in the cold. I just don't. Any any one of us who has played baseball in the cold or played baseball at all, we know that playing baseball in the cold just it's not very fun. No matter how much you love the game, it's just not I mean it could be fun at times, but man, you foul that you foul that thing off and you're not you just it's it's hard to get excited to play when it's, you know, thirty degrees outside and your nose is freezing off and and I also yeah. don't believe baseball is meant to be played indoors either. I don't like that. Um and I guess I've never personally played baseball when it's been super hot, so that probably is not much fun either. So you could, with the 116-game regular season schedule, you could start it in um, May, which, you know, I heard all the the baseball fans shudder when I said that. You start it in <laughs> May, and then you end the regular season in, I think, uh, I, I worked it out, uh, mid mid September or mid August, I can't remember. But essentially, you 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 begin the season later and you finish it earlier. Or if you don't like that, then you can add more of your off days in the middle. Um, it's so tough to get people on board with that, though, especially the stat people. Because then how do you compare, right? How do you compare yep. people's stats? And and then you get into player salaries and things like that. I, I, I don't think the, you know, fans, you know, you lose, um, you know, what, 40, 40, roughly four, uh, no, 50 games. You lose 50 games. Uh, no, I don't know how to do math in my head. Roughly 40 to 50 games, regular season games <laughs> with the 116 game schedule. Um, but you could, you have more off days in between the games count more, you know, supply and demand thing with people going to the games. 
you get to see every team every year, right? You would see, you would be able as a fan, you could see every team every year in your, your home state or hometown stadium, which I think is cool as well. Probably would have yeah. to go to every team DH with that system. I would think. Yep. Um, so I like that. The only thing I don't like about that is I do think the one cool thing about baseball is like there's basically your team is playing every day during the summer. And then when they're not, yeah. you're like, what the hell? Why aren't they playing today? What the, Today's an off day? That's bullshit. I was looking forward to watching the game today. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think you'd get used to it. I think you'd get used to it. So, but then go. Yeah, I think you would too. And then going back to tiebreaker games, I think there's so many stats in baseball that I don't think you need those tiebreaker games. Uh, I think you just no. use the stats. And as, yep. as long as you make that aware at the, before you start the regular season, uh, you know, as long as everyone agrees to the rules beforehand, I think, you know, whatever the team with the most home runs. And if that is tied, the team with the most RBI, and if that is tied, the team with the better whip, you know, you go down the list. So I think, yeah, I don't think you need those play in games and I don't think you need to try to be like football to have a one game to rule them all, uh, scenario. So, you know, the one, the, I like it. everyone playing everyone. That's a, that's a big change, right? That's a dramatic change. I think the, it makes more sense to split split your divisions up into into four divisions opposed to three, which really just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, but then there's also the thing that you know they want to add new teams as well. So then you gotta right you gotta start thinking about thirty two teams instead of thirty, and that changes things a little bit as well. But um, yeah, I think I, everything that we discuss today I like better than the freaking teams get to choose who their opponent is and having dramatic reveals and I, I that I I don't like that almost seems like pandering it seems like pandering to an audience that you're not going to get anyway they might watch you know they might watch that dramatic reveal but they're not going to watch the series does that make sense yeah yeah uh, or they're they're just gonna watch the dramatic reveal and then the playoffs, but they have no interest in the regular season, you know. Or they'll watch just the you know the elimination games of the playoffs. Like the you're you're basically like you said, pandering to the uh, not even the fan, the uh, I don't know, the semi interested viewer, the casual the casual sports guy or sports gal, yeah. You know, who want who wants to be able to say, Hey, I saw that game, but I don't know who Garrett Cole is. Yeah. Which is uh, fine. I mean, which is fine if yeah. that's how you like to watch sports. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but um at what cost, you know, do you end up alienating your your hardcore fans? I don't know. Yeah, because it's I, I I'm sure those those uh casual observers of major league baseball would have their opinions of, you know, which team was chosen by which team and why that was wrong or right. And they would just be kind of spewing out or regurgitating all the pundits bull crap. And you'd have to, as a real fan, you'll have to listen to that and then you'll have to defend <laughs> why they did end up choosing the team they chose or, or say, yeah, you're right or whatever it is. And it's just conversation that, to me, I don't want to be having, but I will be having if they do go to that that uh, uh, that structure. Which it's just like, uh, you know, but who wants that? Then Major League Baseball teams got to have. I don't know. Do they hire a, like who makes that decision? Who has the final say? You know, do that's they hire another good a, point. It's like is it geez, the owner? Like is just, it the GM? Is it the managers? Does the team vote? Yeah, and then I'll be sitting there thinking, oh man, are they just picking the team that's going to give them the best ratings so they have the best monetary outcome versus the team that, you know, is the their best matchup to beat? 
Uh, you know, it'll all be just too much, too much for me. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I I still like the eliminating of the divisions, but I also like the concept of the the rivalry too. So uh, I'm on on the fence there, but yeah, maybe we could uh, let our 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 listeners weigh in on it. And if we get any input, we can talk about it next week. But I think that both the the option you came up with, and and then also the the one I came up with, I do like your your idea of creating that fourth division, and then just having that three game super intense series, and then move on to the the division, and then the championship series as it is currently today. And if you're you know that team that's super strong because it is a marathon uh you shouldn't be scared to have to play the second place team in your division to move on to the next round right because you might get in a situation where you know we see it all the time too where the the top team in the division is has a 21 game lead on the uh, on the second place team you could get super creative and maybe, um, depending on how many games ahead you are of the team below you, you get, I don't know, you start the game with a certain amount of runs. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty <laughs> crazy, but... That's I mean, way we out could, there. But We could talk that out some other time and, and probably come up with a better... But something, I think you get the the point I'm trying to make with that. Yeah, I think, but it, like as a whole, Major League Baseball would benefit from it because in those divisions where the the first place team is 21 games ahead of the second place team and the second place team is, you know, 22 games behind the wild card spot, they're, they're done. I mean, they're done playing. Well, in this new scenario, they're not, you know? Like, all, like they just need to make sure the the to hold off the teams behind them. And they still have a shot at potentially, you know, going far and talk about the super Cinderella story. If they catch fire at the right time and they end up going to the world series and even winning it, you know, like that would be very exciting. Plus with the system like that, you could very well get Yankees, Red Sox playoffs almost every season too. Yeah. So if you're thinking from a, a viewership standpoint and every we all love the Red Sox and Yankees. We love tuning into ESPN and seeing those two effing teams play. Yeah. So from the baseball standpoint, it's it makes a lot of sense too. Even from ratings and all of that, because you'll always get yeah, like that kind of stuff and you'll you'll have those division rivalries and every like it could be the same every year, you know? Which would be exciting. Maybe a quick series. You got to put it together. Make sure that you get your two wins, and 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 you obviously the the division, the team with the better record in the division gets all home games. So you you know you eliminate the unfairness of that, right? And if if you're leading the second place team by 21 games, you should have no problem playing a three game series against them at home. Yeah, agreed. So I would I would like that, um, but I also think that the elimination of the divisions because I thought about that too. The elimination of the divisions and just having an even playing field where everyone plays each other the same amount of times will give you the most like equal or the I, I guess it'll give you the best playoff pool of teams. And here's another thing I just thought about with the the shorter season. 116 games, everyone plays everyone. You might also avoid injuries to star players like a Mike Trout, yeah. you know, and then you, you, you know, that, and then that player can play all 116 opposed to grinding it out for 140 games and then getting injured in the last month of the season and stuff like that. So I think there's, there would be tons of pushback on that shorter season, but I think in the long run, I really think it would help uh, everything 
with the, with the game as a whole. Because what I mean, what like for basketball, if I want to watch basketball Nuggets game, you know they only play what is it eighty two games a season? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like which is half of baseball, and it's so like when they're on, I make sure. Now I'm not a I'm not an altitude subscriber. So that changes things a little bit for me personally, but like when they're on nationally, I make sure like, Oh, I got to watch that game. Like I want to watch that game one because they don't play a lot. They're not on a lot. And I think you would kind of create that with, I'm just, I'm making, you know, educated guess whether it's correct or not. I think, you know, I think you would get a little bit of that with the shorter baseball season too. Plus I think just a better playoff season. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that each game would be even eliminating 46 games, you know, it still puts that additional pressure on each game in each series because you are only playing that team four times. You don't get another shot at them, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of cool and that's exciting. And, and it also eliminates the, you know, the, it would be weird because it'd be two game series basically, but it eliminates the the different series, the four and the two game series, where right now standard is three, but it's like you just go, you do your two games and you move on to the next one. You probably, you have more rest day in between. So you probably also get a better product on the field. Right. Uh, you need less pitchers, right? Because you don't, you don't need to have a five, five man rotation. Yeah. So you need less pitchers. It, it could be very exciting. Not to mention the uh, thing that I was going to say that totally slipped my mind. And that's a, that's a great point. That's a very, very good point. That would make, <laughs> make, make the overall season just that much more exciting. Oh, I, know, I, I got it. Caught it. Caught it with my lasso. So to your point about, hey, you only see this team four times a season, only twice at home. You know, I think with me speaking as a a fan within a division, the National League West, I think there's – I think it would be easy to kind of maybe slack off, especially early in the season, and be like, oh, well, we're playing the Dodgers. We just lost all three games. Ah, that's okay. We'll see him again. We'll get him again later in the season. And I think that's a it's very easy to to have your mindset like that and it's also very dangerous because um you know, you got to beat those teams to avoid the game 163 in the current setup. And so I think yeah. to your point, you only play a team four times and that might be a team especially if you know, you see it with basketball and I'm sure hockey as well, like teams that know they're going to be around that seven or eight whole position, you know, and you want to, uh, you want to make sure you, when they go head to head and then if the schedule makers are smart enough, they can, you know, put, put those games closer to the end of the season, stuff like that. And you could also do, um, you know, opposed to playing like a lot of times now what the setup is like, the Rockies will go to Cincinnati and play the Reds three games. And then the next weekend, they'll both be back in Colorado to play three games. Now, I know I I think a lot of why they do that is for injury purposes. So they're the same teams and it's equal. But I like the idea yeah. more of like, hey, we'll play this team. We'll just kind of uh, – I mean, I don't know. I'd have to – uh, maybe but maybe I'm off basically base. Basically, what you're that. saying is, forget. But you're saying the Rockies go to go to Atlanta, play two games at the beginning of the season, and then you know two months later or three months later they play two games at Colorado. Yeah, they space it out more. Yeah, but I don't know if that. I might be off base on that. I haven't thought that one out much, but. Um, but yeah, I think it, it would increase. And then the teams that who think they're going to be the one seed, they're playing the two seed, and they want to make sure they stay the one seed. Um, I mean, you see that in, in basketball and 
in other sports as well all the time. So it would be, yeah, uh, it would add to it. It would add to it. I, I think baseball definitely needs to do something with with the playoffs for sure, and then also you know speed of the game. And maybe that's something that we can talk about next week, how we would change uh, the speed of the game. Oh, another teaser. This is going to be the new... You better be careful because this will be the new new podcast format and then you're going to have to have a teaser every episode. I know. It's that's and that's tough. That's a lot harder than you uh, than you think. Yeah. And one final thought for me on on the divisional stuff. Like I don't I know you made the comment about you like the rivalries and stuff like that. For me, I get sick. I get sick of seeing the same team over and over. I get sick of seeing the Dodgers all the time and the Padres all the time. I mean, I guess maybe part of it is because the Rockies don't necessarily do well against them, but it's just boring. I'd rather see them play the White Sox or the Tigers or, you know, other teams, I guess specifically teams in the American League, you don't see a lot. And so... Plus, it's like, give us a shot at those super shitty teams like the Orioles. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like, yeah. like, hey, we want to play shit teams sometimes, too. <laughs> Although in last season, I guess that was the Rockies. But, you know, it's like, hey, but it's, and that's the whole equal, equal play thing. Yeah. It, it, you really would eliminate the that whole conversation. of was like, oh, were the Yankees really good or were they good because their bottom three teams were so terrible? Yeah that it was really just a two-team race and the each of those teams beat the crap out of those lame teams all season long. But that would go away because you'd every team would get, you know, four games against every team. So it'd be interesting. But I do like the division rival. I do like it. Uh, but it's just like anything else. You get into the... The pros of maybe eliminating the division, I would I would enjoy that a lot more than the division rivalry, you know. And I'd just have more teams to hate, so that would be <laughs> fine as well. <laughs> All right, what else do we want to get to before we get out of here? I I'm feeling good about this one. Feeling good about okay. where we are. Me too. Me too. All right. Well. I'll let you kind of give us a, a sign-off then, unless you just want want, want me to give the, the old Gold Rockies right now and we can say see ya. Just, I'll, I'll, you can do that after I say this, just to remind everyone of the teaser, get your ideas ready for how to, how to speed up the game of baseball and how to maybe make it more enjoyable for specific, oh, yikes. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> talk about I'm Pedro Serrano, and me trying to say specifically was a big nasty hook. Uh, <laughs> specifically, the viewer at home, I think, is what we're talking about because it's a totally different experience if you're at the game, and that goes for yeah. any sport, any sporting spectator event, opposed to the television viewer at home. So get those ideas ready on how to make that more enjoyable. All right. And uh, yeah, go Rockies. Go Rockies.